This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. So I gave you... Little bit of time. What is today? Wednesday. You've been back for three days. You, yep. you came in strong on your opening day on your return from Japan with a nice box of Japanese little cakes, little mini cakes that yeah. were wonderful. Went beautifully with a cup of coffee. Was hoping maybe day three there'd be like, hey, Trav, I also found these things over there. Okay, yeah, you know, chicken gonna... dip. <laughs> yeah, that's not from Osaka. That's hey, from, you don't know. That's from uh, hey. Koreatown in your neighborhood. <laughs> hey, don't be surprised. Tomorrow, hey, I brought you Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> from the ballpark. Nothing better. Right from Japan. Comes in with a 12, you don't have a 12-pack. Taco Bell has a 12-pack. They oh, give it to you in a oh, box. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm well Bro. aware. Party pack. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Can yeah. I tell you something at that game? The, the beer for the game. It was the easiest thing that you can possibly like take any NFL experience you've had, any basketball experience, anything that you've had, bro. These girls got probably it's like a half a keg. I want to say right, half a keg. No, hold on a second. Like really? Yeah. Yes. Because that's heavy. Is it like a backpack? It's a backpack, and it's that's a ton of beer. Okay, so I got two <laughs> beers yeah. while I, I got two beers while I was sitting there. Okay, okay? and these poor girls. Okay, they're holding the, they got it on as a backpack, and they have the tap right here. Okay. And instantly, you want, it's like, and the cups are stacked right here. It's like, pop, pop. And before you know it, you got your beer, you do your tap with your credit card, and they're gone. They're gone to the next one. When I'm telling you that there's probably, I think, four different beer brands that they were, you know, going through, um, and, and all the girls are representing whatever beer it was. And the, you, if you wanted a beer... 10 seconds would not go by and you had a beer. Really? Yes. That's and, and, dangerous. <laughs> and they are running up and down the free... And listen, the, the girl that was poor me, she's sweating. Like, you could just tell she's doing... And, I, I, and got the smile on her face and everything else. They were out there just doing biz. She must be an Olympian to carry around a half a keg of beer. Okay. I was asking, you know, Michelle this during the game. Like, wait a minute. They had... So they had a double header that day. Okay. The runs were scored in the first game. The <laughs> runs were not scored in the second game. But they had a double header that game. So I'm like, I know what happens when the Lakers have a game. Clippers have a game first and then the Lakers do. They have to work. Every person that's there is usually working both of those games. I'm like, you're going to tell me that these girls were here already for a nine-inning game and then came back and did another one, whatever the case is. But their system, if you want a beer out there, you literally, you do not get out of your seat. And within 10 seconds, you're drinking your beer. 
that's awesome. We should bring that over here. Yeah, we, we, we were going to have to get people that are much fitter than we have over here, generally speaking, because yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. Bro, use you and me. I'm. I we're not getting past the third inning. I Half a keg with stairs? With Dude. on your back? Exactly. And, like, they're not, and they're not like walking around like they're out at a park looking up and down. No, they are in a state. It's a half jog. They're doing a thing, yeah. That's how many did you have? How many had? Well, I had two, but then dinner afterwards. So I knew he was going to say yeah. two. It's always two. How many did I have yesterday? Ask me. Two. How many did you have? <laughs> two. Two? Yeah. Two's a good. Michelada? Oh, that's well, for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had two. What'd you eat? Uh, well, we had tacos. We ate a, a good amount of tacos. See, so you didn't. That that's the best way to do it. You get a you know get your tacos before the game. The ballpark. You yeah. get maybe a couple of beers in the ballpark. But mm-hmm. there's at some point, I went to a game with Ron a couple of weeks ago, and it's the first time I'd ever not had anything in a ballpark. But the whole time I'm like that. Uh, Sunday looks pretty good. That hot dog looks pretty good. It's just constantly in front of your face. You had half of the restaurant that you were at. I did do. I had a pastrami brisket sandwich at uh, Smoke and Fire by Kraft. With beer in it? Oh, yeah? (laughs) Dude. Okay, so here's here's my only objection with that. Yeah. You have to drink it so fast or it gets warm because Uh, it's a lot of beer. uh, I mean, it's like going to Yard House. You know, they have that big. Yeah, I can't do that. I can't get through it fast enough. So that's what I had. I had Michelada, that, and I'm good. That but that tall beer that's more than a beer that's right probably two <laughs> at least yeah so we're up to three now how big was the michelada it was big enough it's two <laughs> Travis Jeez. see I'd be a good detective right? no I you'd just... be a good like tax accountant like you want to know I just work for know the IRS yeah the I just want to know what's going on all right so Otani missed his ninth consecutive game just for a point of reference yeah Shoy Otani had only missed two games that's also. where you at. All season long before mm-hmm. he hurt his elbow. Two. He played every day. He's like an incredibly durable guy. Since he uh, had his oblique strain, yeah. he's missed nine in a row. And Phil Nevin was quoted as, look, when he tells us he's ready to go, I'll write his name back in the lineup and we'll go from there. I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. N- number one, is this an angel thing where he just gets to call all the shots because he doesn't – I don't know if respect is the right word, but – he just doesn't value their input in any of this stuff? Or is this how he wants to operate across the board? Because okay. if I'm going to spend $300 million, $400 million, yep. 500, I'd like to have some input on how your rehab is going and whether or not you're going to be here, whether or not we're going to shut you down, get that elbow fixed. Is this just an Otani thing, or is this an Otani with the Angels thing? Because I would like to be involved in that process if I'm the Dodgers or the Padres or the Giants or anybody else that might offer. All right, let me ask you a question. The Angels are they are 68 and 78. They're 12 and a half games from a wild card. They're obviously not going anywhere. Let's pretend they were two back right now. Is he playing in these games? I don't know. I don't know how hurt he is. That's part of the problem. I have no idea if this is a little thing that maybe you could muscle your way through yeah. or this is hey man, I'm hurt. I can't swing the bat. I don't know. I think based upon what you were saying about him only missing two games all year long how he's been a absolute workhorse for the angels listen can he pitch no he obviously cannot pitch but i think it's just the mere fact that you're out of contention there's nothing to play for and oh by the way i don't have one foot out the door i basically got both feet out the door already and i'm just all i got to do is just close the door behind me but i can't close the door until the season's done or maybe i've already closed the door i was and just I'm not gonna say back. why can't he do that but, that's and, my and next he, question well Put it this way, what's today, September 13th? Mm-hmm. 
Do you think he pitches, or do you think he plays another game for the Angels? I, th- this is my whole point. I have no idea. I don't think the Angels have any idea. I know they don't have an that. idea. I, I don't either. Th- this is the crux of what I'm talking about because, A, he's going to win the MVP whether he plays again or whether he doesn't. doesn't yeah. matter. He's the MVP full stop. It's literally off the board in Vegas. You can't even bet on it anymore. They took it down. That's how much of a lock it is. It's over. Not at MGM. No, not at they MGM. had a little cyber security or anywhere issue. else. Yeah. So he's going to win the MVP, like you just mentioned. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to have a winning record. They're not going to go to the playoffs. That's not going to happen. He's not going to pitch again. So whoever he does play for next year, wouldn't you like to start the healing process on that elbow as quickly as possible? Wouldn't you like to start to kind of understand how this entire pro- – not that you could take visits or anything, but – that he's so mysterious, for lack of a better word, when it comes to all of this stuff. I don't know if it's a red flag for me if I'm the Dodgers or the Giants or the the Mariners, but it's light pink. It's one of those, hey, man, I'm about to make an investment like no one else has ever made before. I need to know what's going on here. I need to know why you're not doing this. I need to know why you're waiting to do these things. Is it just because, hey, man, it's the Angels bleep those guys? Or is this how you plan on operating full-time? I really, really, really do believe this when I say it. I really, really believe that he has a very small amount of respect, if any respect, for the Angels organization, that he has determined in his mind, what am I going to communicate with you guys for? Here I am six years in. I still haven't got a chance to, to, to have a run at the playoffs. They haven't had a winning record. They haven't had a winning record. Why am I? It's not the best example, but it's almost as if you know the relationship is done. Do I really need to tell you where I'm going to go at 8 p.m. No, at but, night? But break up for him. But break but we're, we're going to break up, and we both know we're going to break up. It's just the lease hasn't ended yet. The lease is going to end at a certain time. <laughs> it, the lease is done. October 1st, the lease is done. In the month of September, I'm not coming to you, and I'm going to tell you maybe the way I used to, where I was trying to keep the marriage going and every, or the relationship going. Where I used to tell you before, hey, tonight it's it's guys' night. We're going to go play poker at my buddy's house. Now I just leave at 8 o'clock, and I just show up whenever. I feel like but that's if, a red flag, right? No, I don't, and I, I think it's because it's that specific relationship in the Angels. If I am just pretending here that that relationship is with the Los Angeles Dodgers, then I'm thinking that's a much stronger relationship. We trust each other. There's commitment. There's, hey, I I know what this person has done in the past to help other players and so forth. I really think it has more to do with the Angels. Not to say that Otani's not mysterious. That's what I'm getting at. I I think the Angels are obviously a big part of this because everything they do fails, right? That's just... that. If they're doing it, it's a bad idea. It's just we, we've reached the point where if they said, hey, you know, tomorrow's going to be Thursday, I said, man, probably not anymore. <laughs> if, if it came out of their mouth, I'm not believing it. But this is not just this season where he's finally said, all right, man, I've had it. This goes back to really his entire career where the communication lines at best are just completely mysterious and we don't know anything about it. Or at worst, there isn't a communication going from – the player to the team that it's just the player dictating all of the terms from what I've understood and talked to people is that it's more of that that he's just this is how I do it because nobody's ever done what I'm doing I'm going to execute my own plan you got to trust me on this on my throwing schedule and my rest and all that. okay but I gotta be in the loop a little bit because if I'm going to spend that money I, I can't just complete especially coming off of a second major injury I'm going to need to be involved in this a little bit. And not that it would make you not sign him. I don't yeah. think it's that. 
but it would make me at least address it during the negotiations. Like, hey, how much access am I going to have to what you're doing to get ready for this? Are you going to listen to our doctors? Are you completely in on your own program? Do you think a lot of it? Know. Do you think a lot of it also has to do with the angels enabling it? I don't think they have any choice. I think they, but. Does anybody else really have any leverage over this guy? Now, you have the leverage of, let's use the Dodgers as an example. Hey, man, we got the best team, the best organization. We're going to give you the best opportunity to win. If you want to be here, let's make this a partnership, a real partnership. Let's collaborate on this. But look, the only thing we know for sure about this guy is we don't know jack squat. That we don't know anything about him. Maybe that's how he likes it. Maybe the idea of having to be collaborative in any of this stuff isn't in his, it's just not what he wants. I want to be. My own guy. What it, what, I want to do my own thing. And if I have to do your thing in addition to my thing, I'm not nearly as interested in that as getting to do exclusively my own thing. You think it would bother? I think it would bother the Dodgers. I was going to say, I think <laughs> it would bother an organization like the Dodgers that he treats the Dodgers just like he treated the I Angels. think it would bother the Dodgers. I think it would. Bo- I think it would bother the real teams. It would bother the Dodgers. It would bother the Yankees. It would bother the The teams Braves. that are not... It, completely dependent on one player. And, and a team like San Francisco is kind of a tweener because they, they function, they've got good executives, they've got a good system, but they may have to swallow some some pills they don't want to swallow yeah. because you got to get him. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the first time. It's just this whole weird ending to this season. Like if he just said, guys, my oblique shot, we only got 18 games left, I'm done. Everyone would go, I get it. That's fine. Like In other words – this isn't working out. I'm moving out today. I know the lease is up in a month, but I- I'm leaving today. Yeah. I just, I don't want to, and there we go. I get it, right? Makes sense. But this weird unknown yeah. is unsettling. I don't want to pay two rents. <laughs> He's I fine. Put my, I got to wait for the deposit you to come back. You saw his commercials. He's got plenty of it rent It was every money. billboard. He's got plenty of rent money along the way. I'm fascinated to see how that plays out. That if he does that to the other 29 teams, or if it's just, now nah, those guys, I don't have to do that. I think it's probably the first. I think it is because well until until somebody also until an organization the Angels there's never been a time where the Angels were in position to say no Shohei. There's never been a position, they, right? It's like the spoiled and I'm not calling Shohei a spoiled child, but it's that kid that you're afraid if you say no to him he's going to throw himself on the ground in, in the grocery store and start screaming and kicking. You need to let him do it once and then they'll stop doing it, but if I'm worried that the kid could go sign with another family, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right? That's the that's the difference with it. I can't wait. I can't get here fast enough. JB Long, the voice of the Rams, going to get us ready for Rams and Niners. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Rams with an incredibly impressive week one win up in Seattle where they beat the Seahawks 30-13, uh, to 13, a rejuvenated Matthew Stafford, healthy behind a good line, and the man on the call, of course, none other than J.B. Long, who joins us right now. How are you feeling this morning, J.B.? Travis and Slee, thanks for making my day. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. So you've been in the building since. So are there like streamers and balloons and everybody's throwing a party at 1-0? <laughs> or is it business as usual? Yeah, everyone was still wearing their champagne goggles. There it is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, passing around the Lombardi Trophy again right. like it was uh, 2022. No, it's um, – look, I, I think they felt validated, but I don't think they're over their skis in terms of confidence. Uh, what we saw last weekend is that some of those players are too young to know any better, right? And they really benefited from that. But I think having your most bitter rival that's had so much success oh, against yeah. you coming to town next for your home opener is sobering, to say the least. JB, I know listening to some of the post game, Sean McVay didn't sound surprised. Matt Stafford didn't sound surprised. There's, you know, obviously a lot of members of that team that it was let's roll up our sleeves, let's go try to get a big W in Seattle to start the season. Just your own personal opinion. Game ends, you're on the call. How surprised were you that it wasn't just JB, they didn't just win the game, they dominated the game, just kind of walking away and wrapping up week one. How surprised were you? Yeah, I would boil it down this way. From what I had observed this summer, it felt like Les Need and his team had drafted several rookies who were ready to be pros. And I think guard Steve Avila, receiver Puka Nakua, defensive tackle Kobe Turner, edge rusher Byron Young, they proved it. And that was great to see. Also going into this year, I thought that with a healthy Aaron and a well-protected Matthew, the Rams had every reason to believe that they could hang with any opponent on their schedule. And like you said, the way they handled their business at Lumen Field while the Seahawks boiled over showed poise even beyond what I could have hoped for. And then lastly, going into this year, I thought the best version of the Rams would be an NFC playoff team. What they did to the Seahawks confirmed it. Now, with the caution, beware of the whiplash from week one to week two in the National <laughs> right. Football League. So, JB, with that in mind, right, the, the famous overreactions after week one are, yeah. are legendary, both both good and bad, that we got the worst team that's ever lived and we've got the best team that's ever lived. Of the things that maybe it's like, okay, everybody take a deep breath and relax. Was it the way Matthew Stafford looked? Was it the way that the offensive line performed? Or was it Puka Nakua looking like the second coming of Jerry Rice? Boy, those are great options to choose from. I, I thought even with, you know, Tutu being out there and Van Jefferson, like I felt, I know we talked about this last week, the Rams were much better equipped to deal with this Cooper Cup absence in the first month of the season than they had been previously. So as sensational as Tutu and Puka were, I'd probably go to something more subtle, like the way the defense performed. Because I think one of, one of the things we discussed pregame uh, on Sunday was I don't know if they could stop anybody, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know if they could get Aaron those opportunities to have, you know, Geno Smith going viral for, like, his reaction to seeing 99 coming up the middle on a pass rush. But what that secondary did, what Darion Kendrick did, bouncing back from the DK Metcalf um, touchdown, the way that Akella Witherspoon kept his side quiet, those were questions answered to me. The fact that pro football focus took a Rams defense that allowed one first down and no points in the entire second half and said the wow. two safeties were the two best performers. I took that as a really good sign that in terms of alignment and assignment and responsibility, the Rams handled their business 
right down the middle of the defensive field. J.B. Long taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sliwa Show. J.B., I know it's a big game on Sunday. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Um, because it's such a big matchup, do you and Travis find each other at all at SoFi before the game? Do you guys do anything that hypes <laughs> Travis hypes you up? You hype Travis up. Are, will there be any opportunity for the two of you guys to cross paths? Well, I mean – Travis, we, we like to run out of the tunnel together at about 6 a.m. Um, to an empty stadium just to get our mind right. While and the sprinklers are on. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it, it will be great to see in person. I'm not going to lie. I think having you and Kirk there is, is always special for me. It goes back, what, eight years now? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great way to start the day. And um, I, I always enjoy your perspective. But uh, other than our secret handshake, that's uh, which is we can't share that with sleep, JB. That's our little <laughs> yeah. secret. Yeah, that's uh, as you know. The truth of the matter when you're talking to Travis is more like, hey, you know, how your kids doing? What's the latest on baseball? I hear you got a quarterback now. Did you make any birdies this week? Like, oftentimes it doesn't even get around to football. All, all of those things for sure. So you and I, you know, you're on when I'm not on, and I'm on when you're not on. So we don't get to do this a ton. But Emily brought in this crockpot full of buffalo chicken dip. Okay, that's what nice, she, Emily. Right. Where does this in the tailgating power know, Super rankings. Bowl party power rankings yeah. where's buffalo chicken dip on your list I, I would love to know did she put any cream of mushroom in there because that's how Ooh. i make mine okay and i really like that that's that sounds fantastic but i did not do it i kind of went in the very basic and i think i spiced it up a little bit more than i usually do but no that's a good that's a good call yeah jb you're running like a what? trick play she's just <laughs> right down she's playing defense and running the ball yeah, well, when you don't have the roster that she does, you kind of got to go to your bag of tricks to get creative. So I'm more of the uh, Campbell's soup, one can of that. Uh, I do like the spiciness of it, though, so I applaud you there. And I would say, other than like the pure carbohydrates, that's probably my favorite tailgate item. So I'm with Emily on this one. We'll save you a little bit. Emily will bring you some on Sunday morning. We'll bring it to SoFi Stadium. Without confirming or denying anything, JB, are you prepared to have your uh, voice heard a lot on the upcoming season of quarterback? There's reports that Matthew Stafford may be involved. Well, it's so good for him, um, and I'm glad he chose his year wisely. This year better than last year, as it turns out, right? I uh, I'm really encouraged by what I saw and also heard from him, right? Whatever that was about, you know, his connecting with the younger members of this team, I think last week dispelled any of those notions. Like if you saw him in the locker room, in that post-game celebration, um, some of the mic'd up stuff with the way that he handles the huddle and the line of scrimmage, uh, that was rejuvenating. I think that was the word that you used, that you know, in his mid-30s, he's still got a ton of prime left. Mm-hmm. And if you build a wall in front of him, he can carve up even a really good defense like I think Seattle has. So uh, like when we've had hard knocks previously, uh, I enjoy getting a deeper dive into our facility and our team. I wouldn't mind less of my voice and more of someone else's, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Maybe there's some royalties to be had, and if so, uh, the next round of Crock-Pot Buffalo dip on me. <laughs> JB, final one for me. Um, you know, as impressive as the Rams looked in week one, the San Francisco 49ers come to town this weekend. Uh, a lot of people think the Niners are probably the team to beat. In the, not, we're not talking in about just the NFC, uh, in, in the entire league. To, to, to make this, I guess, 
What are you looking for? Because even if it's a loss, even if they don't beat the San Francisco 49ers, um, what are you hoping to see on Sunday to where you think that momentum can continue? Well, the way I see it, the only thing irrelevant about the Niners quarterback is where he was selected. Like, can you imagine if he was picked in Trey Lance's spot or if Trey Lance was doing what he was doing? Mm -hmm. We would be dealing with talk of this being one of the greatest NFL rosters ever assembled. Like, it, it looks that way in lots of ways on paper. And I will say, given what we just said about Stafford's performance, Rams better be careful with this one because they were in second and third and long more than 20 times, and they did marvelously against the Seahawks. But if you put Stafford and those down in distances against Bosa and Drake Jackson and Eric Armstead in this San Francisco defense, he may not be playing week three. And I don't say that lightly. The, the Niners generated 23 pressures at Pittsburgh. They're way different up the middle, both in terms of their defensive tackles, their linebackers, their safeties. So I, I think the rushing attack of the Rams, though it produced three touchdowns, has to be much more efficient to give L.A. a chance. And then conversely, if you can't stop McCaffrey – you don't get the chance to rock rock. And part of me would like to say, hey, until Purdy meets Aaron Donald, we don't know the truth about him as an NFL starter. But I'm not sure that Aaron Donald will get to introduce himself if Christian McCaffrey is doing what he has done to not just the Rams, but the rest of the NFC West. Jamie Long, the voice of the Rams, will be on the call. Kickoff coming up just a little bit after 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Jamie, thanks so much. All right, Travis, see you in the Southeast Tunnel, 6 a.m. Sunday week, too. Get in there, JB. As Get always. in there. As always. Thanks, JB. Factor Caps coming up next. Not yet. Not yet? No. What are you doing here? So, it's not Tuesday. It was a tough day of meetings, and I came out frustrated. And you know, Jorge knows this face. And Corporate Greg says, are you okay? I said, no, I want to break something, but I also need a chocolate chip cookie the size of your head. <laughs> I need a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos and a Coke Zero. Okay. So we went and did those things. Okay. We did, came back. Did it we help? went to the JW. I, yeah. But let me tell you what really helped. I then, as we came back and swung by my room, I said, why the bleep is there a crock pot in the bullpen? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he looked at me. He goes, no, calm down. He said, "It producer Emily made buffalo chicken dip something. Yes, that's right. I said, well, maybe, that. maybe this is what will turn it all around. That's what you need. Did you have some? I had some. And? Amazing. Of course. It's oh, buffalo thanks. chicken dip. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, because better? Jorge hadn't even heard of it. I had that. Then I had the cookie. And then I had the dual cool ranch. <laughs> all while Kaplan's in. So Kaplan's in the room next to me doing his San Diego nonsense. Yeah. Looking at me like, what is this guy doing? He's just taking down a thousand calories at once to make himself feel better. <laughs> Did you dip the cool ranch into no, the No, no, I didn't do I didn't. I didn't get so exotic. I'm just saying that's. I just want to say move. that's a quality job, producer Emily. Thank cool you. And thank God for it. Because I might have. If I didn't know what was in there, that crock put might have launched at somebody today in the hallway. <laughs> have you not had that before? Producer M's? Well, just in general. Anybody's Buffalo No, I've been dip. alive for almost 40 well, years. I've had it. Well, this is why okay? I'm asking. Calm I down. have never had Producer Emily's I, Jorge had never had it. <laughs> He's having Andy a rough had day. never had He's... it. I was asking you, have you had ever well, had Jorge it? Well, Jorge hasn't spent as much time in this country as Quiet I have. Quiet people taco <laughs> night. Are you feeling better? A little bit better, yeah. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't look like it. No, it's fine. You want to stick around for a factor cap? No, no, no. I'll I don't want to take away. I don't want to take away from Producer Emily. <laughs> And plus, Corporate Gray usually comes here on the other four days that I'm not in here. <laughs> Factor Caps coming up next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I'm fine. <laughs> hey, guys. I was um, 
tagged in something many, many times yesterday, and I'm not going to bring it up because it angers some people. Ah, just bring it up. Taylor oh, Swift. I said it. Who cares? Who cares what people say uh, news? So it's funny because a, the USA Today is bringing out, they're hiring someone to be a quote-unquote Taylor Swift multimedia reporter. And a lot of the things had to be like, you had to have already have an audience built in. It's up. both video and audio and written and all that good stuff. So... I was like, whew, sounds interesting, but obviously I love my job here. I'm not going to leave this job Could you here. do it like as a moonlighting gig? Potentially, maybe. <laughs> oh. I'm sure it's been applied to by like thousands of people, so I don't think that what I... What about when you flex your top 1% <laughs> Taylor Swift listening muscles? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. It would be a really cool dream job, but not necessarily where I'm going to go right now. Check this out. She's the right person for this. How much money did they spend in Mexico City just on staff and hotel rooms? Uh, $50,000? No, $500,000. $500,000. I was like, what? Uh, at wow. Just, at just... Uh, How do you know this stuff? Well, I, I'm just way too on TikTok. She's <laughs> she swims she's in those waters yeah. exactly. every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm way too in-depth about this. And I'm also really excited to not get Puka Nakua on my waiver wire for Ooh. my Oh, you didn't get him? Ah. No, but I did get... I, I put Tutu Atwell on it, yeah, as at least my, my bench. So we'll see we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, by the way, Emily, but I, I, I tried. I told you I wasn't going to do it. I tried one piece it's of spicy. chicken. No, it wasn't too spicy, but it was it was de- delicious. I just I can't get I, I put some that. cayenne pepper in yeah, it, so maybe I, you're that's a little too spicy. I can feel you it in my mouth spice. still. And you were such a wuss. <laughs> it's not my fault. I like the flavor. You know what? You're it's not right. my fault. It's not your fault, but I'm still going to judge you. No, anyway. thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that, Travis. You're in a bad mood. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> so there is a um, competition of extreme boat docking. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have seen this, these videos, but no. people will like whip their cars, uh, not cars, their boats into these like small little dock stations, try to do as fast as possible and as uniquely as possible. How so fast kind of, a boat? I, I don't know. It's it goes pretty fast and it's kind of like lassoing a uh, you know a bowl or something like okay. that. So anyway, I have been on my fair share of boats in uh, my life as a kid. You grew I, up in a boat. I'm area. on a boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's a That's lake a driving <laughs> distance. <laughs> <laughs> driving distance from me. So I went on a fair share of boats. And a lot of times they were my friends' boats. And there's nothing more uncomfortable than sitting there while their, my friend's dad is yelling at them for not <laughs> properly hooking something and then something got hit. It's Watch very stressful. Gym. But there is something that your dad always got mad about but that wasn't that serious, like a remote or uh, like cooking. So Travis Petrocap. No, I, uh, Cap. My dad is so he, – he's the most patient person I've ever met in my entire life. I can count on one, two fingers the time I've seen my dad legitimately angry in my entire life. Like he he is incredibly patient and kind, and, and he's a good teacher and all these things. I am the dad that gets irrationally angry over things that don't matter. Dishwashers, noise in the backseat of the car, make a video for that too. <laughs> I'm the dad that overreacts. My dad was the exact opposite of that. He's the most patient man I've ever known. Berg? Uh, 100%. Uh, there's too many to count. But <laughs> the biggest one was, you said it, Em, it was the remote. He would absolutely lose his mind if he could not if he could not find the remote. It was always my fault or my See, brother's fault. that's a good fault. reason to get mad. No, 
Where's your mom? And to the point where, like, so the, I was starting to mess with them after a little while, and I'd hide the remote just on purpose. Or we, our remotes were upstairs remote and the downstairs remote. Like, they were for both TVs. Okay. So I'd come downstairs and I'd hide behind, like, the, the, the door or something Maybe like that. change the channel. And change the channel. Yeah, behind the pillow. Put up, put up, mute it. Yeah, Turn up the volume. Volume a little up <laughs> yeah. was, I did it all the time. Not cool. It was so funny. It was so funny. You get so mad and yell and scream, who's doing that? <laughs> oh, God, that was great times. Al? Uh, definitely fact for me. Your dad was patient. My dad was not patient. <laughs> My dad was not patient. You know what he'd get me? He'd get me anytime I had to do any outdoor yard work, right? So anytime I was doing, didn't matter. Whether I'm just as simply cutting the grass, he was like a CEO watching uh, with his arms crossed. He's like, no, don't go that angle. Don't go that angle. Dad, the grass is going to get cut. It's fine. Whether sure. it was, what else do you want? Whether it was, yeah, I know. Exactly. He needs the lines in certain ways. No, like a, like there, a feet outfield. There was, cut a Padre <laughs> logo into the front grass. <laughs> there was literally something every time that he would just, and it, it, listen, my dad, maybe this was more of a Middle Eastern thing. Yeah, patience was not part of the equation. <laughs> Um, but he would definitely get on me outside. Jorge? My dad's a contractor, so a painter, you know. So when he was showing me, because at some point, you know, I didn't want to go to school anymore. So he's like, oh, you don't want to do that anymore. No Here, come to work with me. Taping the windows so you can paint. You know, you have to tape out the windows, sure. certain walls, certain parts of a house. With the blue tape. Blue tape, orange tape, whatever, and paper and plastic. How to put that down. You know, you, we saw it here when they, when they painted here, that's the hardest part. The painting yes. is not the painting. It's, it's not, all it's the, the, the setup, plastic, and mm. the tape. And, and I wouldn't get it straight. I wouldn't get it right. And sure enough, I would get you know he will snap. You know <laughs> things like that. And it was you know you remember those things. It's cool. <laughs> was your dad patient, Em? Um, my dad is more patient now than he was when I was a younger uh, kid. But I think, <laughs> I think it's funny because. The thing that comes to my mind is me getting unpatient with my dad and then him then getting unpatient with me back. So I would watch movies with him. I've seen this movie and he hasn't seen this movie and he would constantly ask me questions or try to predict what's going to happen. And it's a big surprise. And he's like, oh, this is going to happen. I can imagine that. And it would, and it would well make me you. mad. Yeah, <laughs> that then, doesn't sound like And then he then would get mad back at me. So then that's that's the thing that I have most in my mind about that. Come on, Grinch. Circle of life. <laughs> um, all right. So I have also been watching um, a, a rewatching and watching new episodes of the this show called Queer Eye, essentially where they take somebody, they remake, they make them over. They do their personality. They they have some like sort of emotional thing they go through. They redo their hair. They're they teach them how to cook things and they redo their house. So these are like all these different aspects of their of your life. But you're also kind of like exposed a lot. Like you know you have to open up a little bit. You might be like, oh, this you don't look as good as you want to look. I used to watch a show called What Not to Wear as well, and that show was mean. And they just put people in a three sixty uh, closet and show them how they really look to the life. Anyway, so premise: you get a makeover. You would do a makeover show, but you have to get all of your life exposed in this way. So you would agree to the makeover show. Berg, factor cap. I'm basically our lives are exposed every day anyway. Everything we do on here, like yeah. that's pretty normal. There's nothing. I, there's nothing. I think I've said that it hasn't actually done. I don't know. I yeah, it would be very easy to do that. Come on in, watch me watch TV with my dog. What would you, you want to get made over for the most? Like clothes, hair, clothes, yeah. clothes. You I think my get... hair's fine. I think my I keep my beard mm, trimmed nice. Cooking. Hey, shut up. <laughs> your, your refrigerator would get dragged. Oh, the fridge. Oh, yeah, oh the no. Fridge. That's why when you started this question and you and it was on me first to go, I knew. Was going to. I felt targeted. I feel. I thought this was going to be like you, you would profiled. want the queer. Eye. I was being profiled. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I'm Al. actually thinking about. By the way, then you go to Al. I. I thought I'm thinking about going to the grocery store today. 
Okay. You know, maybe. Do you know where one is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right There's a John's down down the street. I'll go there. You don't. <laughs> and it's fine. You, it's fine. Yeah, right. It's He's fine. Going to the grocery store it's, to get yeah. paper towels. We'll talk okay. Later. He's not no, going. I'm going to get some food. I'm going to get chicken breasts. Yeah. There's going to be a whole thing. Thighs, breasts, or oh my goodness. No, chicken breast is fine. Get a rotisserie chicken. That's what I put in this. Yeah, that works. But I want to actually cook it. Sure. Get a whole chicken. Sure. You cook it. Um, I go, I fall cap on this one. I fall cap. I went no to Japan. Yeah, yeah. I went to Shocking. Japan. Yeah. I went to Japan. I told nobody. <laughs> hey, Slee, where are you going for two weeks? Uh, I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two weeks. stuff I got to do. Yeah, I got to eat. I got to go to a store. You went to Cairo. So I'm going to cap on that one. Trev? I'm in between these two guys. Like, I, I, I'm not- You get a free home makeover. You I show would, a little, but you would, also don't show everything. Right. Yeah. Right. I would like the makeover. Like I would like a I trainer. I would like somebody to redo my <laughs> wardrobe, things like that. But if I got to share everything, that's not my deal. All right, Jorge? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try hey, this on this A trainer. But we're exposed, as, as Bergman says. Like, last time I took a picture of, I was having tacos or whatever. We were cooking something. I took a picture of the table because I had the sauces and everything. And somebody really tweeted me this. There was a cup with an Angels logo on it. And he's like, "Oh, I thought you were a Dodgers fan." No. Like, bro, People it's are just idiots. the cup, my yeah. man. So you like, are an angel. They look fan. at everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, they look at every little thing. But yeah, I, I would do a makeup. I get ripped my get TV. Made over I'll get buff. Imagine getting no trainer right. and getting that. That that's the it. thing. Oh, like, uh, somebody that could get you in really good yeah, shape. That'd exactly. be awesome. All right. So, in sync, reunited last night at the VMAs, and uh, it was. A big, I wonder where this is going. Taylor Swift. No, it is not going to Taylor Swift. How's it not? Because the video I have did a you, different section. But no, did you see the video of, of it? Obviously, I saw the video. I thought. But again, I'm trying to do what people are asking me and not bring up things people don't no, want to hear about. Whatever you so, bring, up what, I'll bring, you it bring up. up what you want. I'll Anything bring it you up. want. Taylor Anytime. Swift went crazy for NSYNC. Here is there my is. statement, though. There is a group that you would love to see reunited. Again, music, TV, sports, movies. There's a group of people that you would want to see back together again, and again, be in the audience for it. Al, Factor Cap. Oh, that's good. It, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think from a band perspective. Or from sports or, or from, from TV or movies. TV. Jorge, you got one? Go and come back to me. Backstreet I, I got to give a little bit of thought. Let's get the you Backstreet see Boys back, back together. Hell yeah. yeah. They're, they're in commercials. They're in commercials already. Like, just come on, make a tour. Let's go. Crap. So, cap. And here's why. Is it ever good when no. they run it back? The answer is almost always no. The reboot of the show, the bringing the old guy back to the team that he starred with several years after the prime of his career is gone. The, the, the reboot, like for a song on a night, sure, not so bad. But hey, let's get the band back together, both literally and figuratively, almost never works. So I, I no, there's really not one that I need to see all over. I got one. Berg? I could see, I would watch like a just a one season reboot of Scrubs. I think that would be. I guarantee you'd be disappointed. I probably, but I think I'd watch it you anyway. Do you not they, see the Xfinity commercials with those two guys? No, they, they're fine. They're still funny. They still work well off each other. Sure, I love. They, <laughs> you're a hater of everything. No, I'm not. Okay, right, or say by the bell. This is a ran- say by the bell back together. This is a random one. You guys remember the day before I left for vacation? Okay, I think you had asked me. It was an Ashley, and you said. Your favorite hip hop, um, it was, I think, your favorite hip hop record or something like that. And I said, Black Star. And I said, Most Def and Talib Kweli. Oh, I okay? saw them. They're amazing. Okay. So I'm going to use them as an example. Want to hear something crazy? So that day was my last day before I went on vacation. I drove down to San Diego that Wednesday. Okay. 
me and Cousin Slee met up, and we were going to grab a beer together, whatever we were going to do. Wherever we were at, there was a schedule that said there's the Belly Up, which is in Solana Beach, and it's really, really close to where we were. There's a schedule of different acts that they have coming up. This is on that Wednesday, and the only reason why I even knew these two artists because of Cousin Slee. That night, like an hour from where we were, an hour as in we're at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock is going to come up, Talib Kweli was going to perform. <laughs> no way. Wow. As, on that same night. So we ended up Did going you stay to see, go see it. Yeah, we went yeah. and watched it. It's like, man, this we've been listening to this guy for 20 years, whatever it was. We went and, and listened to it. So to kind of go full circle, I'd go back to Kweli and Mostaf on, on one of those bands. That's it. It's a good scrubs? one. I like I like his scrubs. You don't like scrubs? It was okay. Yeah, like it. it was very funny. Would he, you approve me having a scrubs. moonlighting as a Taylor Swift reporter? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Do it. USA Today, call us. Yeah. Whoever they hire, they got the wrong person. Unless yeah, no, it should it <laughs> should be you. Yeah. Okay, real quick on her video that she was talking Whatever about. Whatever happened to MTV? <laughs> it's Road Rules and, and no, 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 no. Guy M. Chris Hardwick. Who's, like, the, who's the guy right now that's always on there? I forget his name. The former skateboarder. He's literally on MTV. It's the ridiculousness thing. Ridiculousness, no, yeah. that yeah. guy. Okay, so the only reason why I thought she was going to go, I saw on Twitter. So NSYNC comes back, whatever it was, and there's a video of Taylor Swift's reaction. Taylor Swift's reaction was as if somebody was seeing Taylor Swift for the first time and that was their favorite <laughs> artist. She's like, oh my gosh, she didn't know what to do. That was Taylor Swift dancing. It's why she, and it's, again, she like kind of encourages people to have that reaction because she knows that that's how she acts. So like, in she's, this She's instance, real. You're saying she's real. Yeah. So in this instance, if somebody's angry about the Taylor Swift, come at me on this one. Because <laughs> yeah, I kept watching it. it. You, I'm like, wow. And really you brought it up. She had quite the fun time. She couldn't get her wine uh, bottle or glass out of her like cup holder. So she's like drunkenly trying to do that. She she got she got toasty last night, but in a good way. She didn't hurt anybody. She had a good time. Yeah, come at Slee. He'll yeah, come at, I, I have a crypto <laughs> thing. But seriously, I don't care what all those people on Twitter or wherever say about you talk, talking to Taylor Swift. Talk about it as much as you want. As long as it works for everybody on the show, you talk what you want to talk about. Yeah, None of that stuff matters. <laughs> Thanks, boss. There's also this. What? Just don't look at it. Yeah. <laughs> True that. True that. Yeah, that's hard not to look at that. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not well, really. Not for you. <laughs> not for me, indeed. Do you guys think we're living in a simulation? Yes. Okay, if if we are, the script writers are on to something pretty cool. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So I've been waiting for you to tell me the story about going to Kobe, right? That you oh, were yeah. in yeah. Tokyo. Yep. for That's where you saw your baseball. You said you bounced around a little bit. You said you went to Osaka? Went to uh, Kyoto. Kyoto, that's what it was. Went to Osaka. Okay. And then from Osaka, Osaka's like a half hour away from Kobe. On bullet train? On their their japan rail yep their uh their bullet we train. should get some of those yeah we're looking into it we're looking into <laughs> they it were i sent an one. email out when i got back to amtrak they were going to build one from like lancaster to bakersfield which you know that's that. the that's the line that's the line that everybody needs you yeah. need to be able to get from bakersfield to lancaster as quickly as possible they get one to frisco or something like that there was one going to go yeah to but frisco. they were going to start one with, that was going to go to vegas they're never going to build it anyway i'm sorry tell happen. me about kobe well I think it would have been one of those experiences that you would have been like, uh, yeah, this this is going to work. That good? This is going to work. Well, here's why. So, obviously, you know, Kobe beef is a very, very – you go to a nice restaurant, there's a good chance that if Kobe beef is on that menu, it's like, wow, there's Kobe beef. It's going to be expensive. 
It's going to be expensive. Well, where is it all coming from? It's coming from Kobe, Japan, right? Right outside of Osaka, like I mentioned. So my girl, um, who actually is not the biggest seafood fan, but she was game on and, you know, whatever you got to do, going to great ramen places and stuff like that. So there's ways to kind of avoid seafood if you're not a big seafood fan. Me, I'm, I'm going eating the sushi. I'm I mean, all that stuff. So she was really excited. She's like, listen, I really want to go to one of these restaurants. And the more you kind of learn about it as you're there, there's some iconic restaurants that have been there for 80 plus years, and this is what they're known for. So, like Geno's and Pat's in Philadelphia, right across exactly. the street from one apples and apples. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure they got some. Uh, they got some of the same thing. So I'm I'm kind of a little bit blind on this whole thing. So I'm trying to figure out which restaurant we go to. This that some of these, you know, from a reservation perspective, um, you got to just kind of be on top of it. Anyways, long story short, comes down to two really iconic restaurants that are there in Kobe, and it's like, all right, well, which one are you going to pick? There's one that is, let's say, on the 15th floor of this building, and they own the whole building. Okay. But it's more going to be about, um, there's a little bit of an ambiance to it because you're on the 15th floor. The other one, who is, let's say, 85 years old, it's not going to have the same ambiance, but it's kind of known as like, hey, you want, there's some places that you can put in front of an ocean and maybe their food's not going to be as quality because they're staring at the ocean. There's other places it's like, I'll go eat in the basement because <laughs> the, it's all about the food. Mm-hmm. So I could only get the reservation to the one that was more the ambiance. It doesn't mean that it's not the great. The sexier one. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's not great history, this, and the food's not going to be awesome. Okay. But there was something so much more appealing to, no, I want the one I can't get the reservation to, and that's the one that, you know, whatever. So I'm like, all right, I got a game plan. Reservations at 730 at this restaurant. I said, all right, let's go early. And they're across the street from each other. They own that corner. They own that corner. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go early. And I'm going to go to the restaurant that we don't have a reservation to, and I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to see what happens. And at worst case scenario, we just go to the one across yeah. the street. So I go to go to the restaurant I don't have a reservation to. Get there, and first thing the guy says, welcome, welcome. Um, what time's your reservation? I'm like, that's not a good start. <laughs> Funny that's you should good, ask. Yeah, that's not a good start. So I explain to the guy, I'm like, listen, don't have a reservation. He's like, um, okay, well, uh, you know, not really anything I could do. So I'm like, all right, let me just get a couple more words in. I'm like, listen, from the United States, that probably didn't help. Uh, from the United States, I said, I said, we literally are in COVID. Get just, out. Yeah, we are literally in COVID. Just this evening, man, if there's any possible way, it would be amazing Did if we could to... come to. Now, I don't think I was going to do anything. No, I, was going to help? Yeah, I, I think they- got to try though, right? Every time. Yeah. Well, here, here's, here's the thing. No matter what, if you're going to the restaurant, Meet Benjamin. Yeah. You're going to be My, <laughs> Uncle Ben. Here it is. <laughs> Uncle Ben was going to get taken. <laughs> Uncle George. Way, but, okay, before, Uncle George. but I, yeah. I see what you're saying. So, anyways, I, I kind of gave him the we're here. We'll come at any time. Like, if he wants to come later, we'll come later. A little bit of a conversation. And he just said, uh, he's like, come back at eight. And I just left it at that. Didn't say anything else. I'm like, awesome. I'll come back at eight. So we, we leave the restaurant. We got it like an hour to kill, whatever the case is. And you so, went to the 730 original <laughs> reservation. <laughs> first move. Yeah, call that's the, good. That's call, good. All right, first continue. move, call the 730 place. I'm like, hey, 
Sorry, not going to be able to make the reservation. So I'm now set up at the other one. Go have a drink somewhere else, wherever we go. She has a glass of wine. I have a beer. And we kind of try to buy some time. Walk around Kobe because when I tell you we're literally in Kobe just for dinner and that's it. Now we're going to go back to Osaka. Um, this is it. We're going to spend two hours in this city and then we're taking off. And it's like the sixth largest city or seventh largest city in Japan. So get our reservation. Go eight or uh, get it for 8 o'clock. The, the way the restaurant is... There's about eight seats. Okay. Okay. And then you start making, but but it's multiple floors. I want to say it's like five floors total. Okay. So eight seats, walk upstairs, eight seats, walk upstairs. 40 the, seats total. Something like that. We're okay. on the third floor. Every time you're walking up this staircase, okay, and I'll show you this, but award after award, and it's just- best Kobe beef in the world. It's this first place here, this, that. I'm like, what am I? It's like literally you're walking through, am I in Genie Bus's office or something? <laughs> like you're just seeing all these all these things. So finally get you know up to where we are. It's a personal chef that, so everybody has their own chef and they're cooking everything in front of you. Okay, so, like a Tepon Grill kind exactly of situation? Exactly like that, okay. exactly like that. And you're picking between, you know, the different steaks. Every time I saw a price, I can't breathe. Um, I'm going to need to know that price eventually. Yeah, so <laughs> so they kind of start the process of cooking everything in front of you. The ounces that you're getting, when you go to a steakhouse, I don't know what you typically get. You get a 12 ounce, get a, whatever, somebody's getting 16 ounce, three ounces. Yeah. So it just kind of shows you a few bites. It it ain't, but you're getting a couple different types of of cuts. Okay. So you get a three ounce here, a six ounce there, something like that. Okay. And you're also getting vegetables. And it comes, they're doing a garlic rice and they're doing, they're doing all this stuff in front of you. One of the, and the reason why like I look at you is because you have an appreciation towards a lot of this food. It is not just about sitting there and enjoying having Kobe beef in Kobe, Japan. Right. It's this experience oh, yeah. that, like, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? One of the coolest dinner experiences I've ever had. Was it delicious? I'm not lying when I say it. By the way, the way he does it, too, he's got some fried garlic, he's got some wasabi, he's got salt, and he's got pepper, and he tells you with each bite what you're doing. He says, take a piece. Uh-huh. He says, put a little bit of pepper on this, because he cuts the slice right in front of you. Yeah. Put a little pepper on that. Cool. Put a little bit of salt on that. All right, take that bite. Take that bite. Melts. Like, I don't even, there's no need to have teeth. Why, why do I even have my teeth? <laughs> Just melts. Second bite. All right. A little bit of salt on this one. A little bit of garlic on this one. Take that bite. Third bite. Put a little wasabi on this one. This Like, every wasabi bite. Wasabi on the beef. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never tried that. Yeah, I never tried that either. Will you try to recreate it here? I know the beef isn't the same, but the same combinations of things? Yeah, it's interesting. I Actually, the, the wasabi and the garlic, which just a little piece of garlic that's fried with every bite was phenomenal it I'm was in. it was i'm actually book tickets believe it or not i'm because nobody believes that i went i'm gonna put a couple i'll put a couple <laughs> yeah, videos up on Twitter. people <laughs> that's actually an interesting lane to be in i kind of dig it i'm kind of jealous the simulator has a college football matchup of our dreams coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn